You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Today's episode of Foundation Radio is brought to you by the law offices of Hawthorne, Stroman, and Rowe. Injured in a power bomb through a table? Did a magic doctor take you on a quest to find a hammer and then disappear into the void? Call the law offices of Hawthorne, Stroman, and Rowe and get your free consultation today. Our attorneys are on call 24 hours a day, 7 days a week to handle all your legal needs. Copyright issues, personal injury, every tort case you can come up with. We'll litigate for the justice you deserve. Call today for your free consultation. 1-855-555-BOOK. That's 1-855-555-BOOK. The law offices of Hawthorne, Stroman, and Rowe. We wrestle with justice. one 555 book 1855 book Buy one, get one subject to terms and conditions. Not available in all states. Additional fees may apply. The law offices of Hawthorne, Stroman, and Rowe are not actually lawyers. If you experience an erection lasting longer than four hours, please consult your doctor. We need to make like a trailer for the next time we play this. And <laughs> Joe storms in, kicks the door in. I want <laughs> Somebody here owes me some pussy. <laughs> and 500 gold oh pieces. <laughs> when we last left our heroes... The dastardly Dr. Holmes had escaped with the magical hammer of Gorb. What do we do? There's so many hammers. How do we know which one? I got got Gorb's hammer here. Yes, this seems to be the right one. Oh my god, he fucking bailed without paying us. Yes, he did. Now the team must assemble again for a new journey. Adventure, fantasy, and full tilt nerdery await. Osterin Pethman, rejoicing in the birth of his son, Olbermann, sent word that their assistance was necessary in the village of Pocopsonshire. Hans Butterfield and Pierce Hawthorne, mortal foes, turned close brethren, are reunited once more. What part of my name gave away to you that I was German? Tell me, Hans. Well, Hans could have been the butter, yeah. the butter. Together with adventurers Colk Stonehammer and Olga, Hans and Pierce are summoned to assist Scott Brown the Great in his quest for Flux Orb. Perhaps this solicitor could be a bit more reputable than the last. But history has a way of repeating itself. Motherfucker! I told you guys! Yes. He was setting us up he to do his dirty work and he was gonna fuck us in the ass! A weary eye indeed. And now, Foundation Radio presents Dungeons and Dragons 2 Hawthorne's Revenge. You're getting voice. I can't get video. I don't know what's going on. Joe, did you find your dice? Yeah. Okay, good. You sound All so right. excited, Joe. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> All right, let's get started, shall we? I'm going to read. All right. 
a lot of stuff. I've prepared a statement. Just shut up. <laughs> shut the fuck up, you ass. Go ahead. Okay. Last time, the team was sent out by none other, none other than Dr. Hone, a gnomish wizard, frail in stature, homely and kind, or so they thought. After the team had won a hard-fought victory against some pesky kobolds and nasty gnolls, the gang all ventured forward down into the damp, musky caves of the long-forgotten kingdom of Dwelth. There, they were sent there by Dr. Hones to retrieve the Hammer of Gorb. After some careful negotiation of, negotiations of traps and pitfalls, the team arrived at the Temple of Gorb itself. A tense moment ensued when they were asked to, ta- they were asked to find which hammer was in fact the hard-sought victory. Treasure. With the hammer in hand, Dr. Hones disappeared, vanished without a trace, leaving the team alone in the emptiness of the caves. After a death-defying escape to safety from a gigantic rolling boulder, they came out smelling like roses. Did we, though? We meet our adventurers back on the road on their way to the next assignment. Traveling, they've made some new friends and lost some along the way. One is just that. Lost. No one has heard from Rothrank, the bugbear, in three months. He was last seen running off into the sunset, punching children in the back, but those allegations are unfounded completely. Vault Axebringer, on the other hand, was lost when the group got drunk one night, and he proclaimed, I am the greatest and shall never die! Later that night, he succumbed to the cold and froze to death. When the group awoke, they piled rocks on his dead body and carried on, never to look back. <laughs> <laughs> Now three days passed since meeting their new friends, Kolk and Olga. They got word of a new employer, a Mr. Scott Brown the Great. A mixer of potions and creator of mechanical mechanics. No one in the area really understands what machinery is. They still plow by plow field by hand and wash their clothes on rocks. So what they don't understand, therefore, is magic. Sometimes it is magic. But everything in this case is just magic. Scott the Great is in great need of some outside assistance, procuring some special flux ore. Perhaps this solicitor would be a bit nicer than the last. While traveling on the roads, you see some people coming and going in both directions, maybe 12 in a day, something like that. Meet some nice people, you see some keeping to themselves, some walk, some whip at oxen driving their harvest to market. Others lounge in a comfy, in the comfort of their overstuffed leather benches, in the gilded covered carriages pulled by four stallions white as snow. A wide cross section. You learn Scott the Great lives in the residential section of a nearby village of Summit Valley. Village would be a nice word to use for this place. A throat or a hamlet, uh, but more like a mud hole with a well. Whatever it is, a few families, humanoids and dwarves, they all live here, close-knit, running a few shops nearby for nearby farmers. It's a way station on the way to something better, really. Upon first glance from the road, a small stable is situated just off to the side of the road next to, the, next to an old rundown barn that doubles as a general store and an alehouse, a gathering place for locals. There are a few nearby homes with a few elderly working textiles, a loom, churning butter, beating a rug with a stick. The smell of iron and coal smoke fill the air, and you can tell a simple forge works is close by. A few children play outside, chasing each other with sticks and hitting each other in a rougher game of tag. As you near it, as you nearly make it, 
inside the fence line of the village, you see a bright flash spill out from behind the opposite end of the old barn. Some villagers jump back, some don't even pay any mind to it. Seems like normal business to them. So, if you guys want to take a moment, I know that was a lot, but, you know. Uh, so, basically... If you guys want to take a moment and reintroduce your characters. All right. Jeff, go ahead. Hello there, friends. My name is Cork Stormhammer. I'm an archaeologist of archaeology e things. I like to archaeology. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's all you're gonna say about yourself there Colk yes I don't know all these right. fuckers I'm Olga I'm very tall I'm a fearbolg so I'm a giant lady and I hang out with this here dwarf because he's a bit of a bruiser and can clear out the mines where before I get to all the magic-y things that I want to study. I'm a big wand. It's like a wand for me, but it's a walking stick for someone like Kolk. It's true. We struck up a deal that any sort of magical artifacts that she doesn't use, I get to keep for my museum because they belong in a museum. <laughs> But I've got Pierce. the identify spell, so I'm in charge. Pierce, you're gonna mutter the whole time, or you're gonna introduce yourself? I'm looking for my sheet. Hans, why don't you go I said it. I said it to. I said it to your email, Pierce. Uh, Which one? I'm Hans uh, J Keen Cooking. That's the one. Yeah, oh. you gotta bleep that out. Yeah, I'm gonna cut that we out. Don't well, maybe I'll leave it in. Maybe I'll email. Yeah. In his email. He's gonna get yeah, dick pics. <laughs> Listeners are like, <laughs> hey, why Pierre. is his email a curse? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hans. This curse. I am Hans Butterfield. I am a forest gnome, an entertainer, and a magician and an arcane trickster. I always usually have something up my sleeve. That's all I got, guys. Pierce hates me. Pierce hates me. I don't hate you. Do I? We were mortal foes last episode, but now since we're the last two left, we're we're um, tender brethren. I don't see your email at all. <laughs> <laughs> this is on brand I'm for leaving. Pierce Hawthorne. I am leaving all of this for the show. <laughs> Why sorry. are you two adventuring together again? And who is this completely normal, non-adventury type ma old man who's just following us? <laughs> it's true. Just, and why is he naked? I'm a, I'm a, I have a raper, and I like rapier. Uh, it's yeah, a sword. And then I like, you know, meat plates. If you remember from the last episode, I like meat plates and chartreuse <laughs> board. And I carry, I think, a musical instrument of some type. I don't remember because I hit my head on a rock last time. Well, you are a... Amnesia. Let me try to help you fill in the dots here, Pierce. Uh, you're an entertainer, a lightfoot halfling. And not only do you have a, a rapier and you are a fan of chocolate, uh, you also have a dagger, which uh, has come in handy for you. And you are still out for revenge after the dastardly Dr. Holmes... Um, sold you up the river and backstabbed you even when you knew from the very beginning that he was going to be the evil one. 
Wait, wait, wait. Wait, am I a fearbog traveling with a dwarf, a gnome, and a halfling? Yes. Yes. Oh my god. It's also the reason I did that. Sounds like you're being funny that way. Racist and sexist towards our. Um, I'm a, seven a and a half feet tall. Anybody who doesn't know is about a six to seven foot uh, forest creature, humanoid person. Yeah. Hmm. I'm over seven <laughs> feet tall, so I'm looking down on all of you. I'm feeling very good about this group because if we get attacked, they're going to go after the giant bitch first. <laughs> is this your Irish I whack I whack Colk on the head with my wand. Can you bring your actually Pierce, can you bring your phone a little bit closer to your mouth? Like I'm having trouble hearing you. Oh God. For once in your life somebody's having trouble hearing you. Do you need me to send me your send me or do you need me to send you the character sheet again, Joe? Or did you find it? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, actually, if you go into um, no, just go ahead and send it to him, Adam. It's fine. Yeah, I found it. it. Yeah. Don't make it yeah. difficult. Gregory. I was going to say it's in one of the channels here, but uh, I feel like that's too complicated for Pierce Hawthorne. Is he how old right now? Damn it. He's sixty-six. Dick. It's a, a, long it's a new technology. Joe, same email? Yeah. Taking. No, you just got a new one in the past 30 oh. seconds. Because you forgot the password to the old one. <laughs> that shut up. That happened. Of his, uh... It's jokeen <laughs> at dickpicksplease.org. No, no. Yeah. It's jkeencooking at gmail. Well, now you're going to get dick pics. Yep. I'm leaving all that in. <laughs> to all of our listeners, please send Joe a picture of your genitals. Please do not. I have 4,000 emails <laughs> I haven't looked at yet. <laughs> You're about to get another 4,000 dick pics. You're yep. never going to unsee. I never look at my emails. <laughs> oh, I want to be equal all right, opportunity. Sent. All genitals are welcome in Joe's email. All, all yes. genitals. All shapes and sizes and various types yep. and species. Long, short, girthy. Horse. Spaghetti stringy. Joe. Okay, and inevitably all D and D just boils down to talking about dicks. So dicks. Um, <laughs> oh man, that's right. I forgot. I look like you a, guys are arriving in the village of like Summit Valley. Okay. Wait, Joe. Joe, what did you say? My character looks like a hobbited version of Michael J. Fox. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get this uh, cracking, guys. So you are all arriving in the village of Summit Valley. Uh, a bright flash just shown from the opposite side of the barn, and you're looking for a man who makes mechanical things. You mean magic things? If that's what yeah, you want to I think the simple folk think that it's magic sometimes when it's just, you know, fancy machines. I don't know what these machines you speak of. Are these like artifacts? Can I sell yeah. them? Can they go into my museum? Why does everybody else on this team have a fucking British accent except for me? That's not even a British accent. He's attempting a really shitty Irish accent. I, I never said that. I, I accuse you. Way. I'm going full Fargo over here. Um, I'm. <laughs> I don't know. I think Olga is from Minnesota. <laughs> so is it just Olga? It's just like like Prince, just Olga. 
There's no such thing yeah. as Irish or British accents. No, uh, actually, per, per, I'm going to be I'm going to step out of character and be a nerd here. Per lore, furbolgs don't actually have names. They just come up with names for outsiders to tell them. So she okay. decided okay. Olga is what she's going with. <laughs> Fair yeah, I'm from deep inside the mountains. I don't know what this Irish you speak of is. <laughs> I, I just know that everybody has an accent except for Hans Butterfield. I should yeah, say that. Fuck that. I am me. I'm just a short guy who's a flautist. A uh, you also have a hurdy gurdy, Joe. I gave that to you. A hurdy gurdy. Oh, that's right. You have a hurdy gurdy. Oh, right. Yeah. With his and his hurdy gurdy. All right, so let's do this. About that, Liz, let's go. Greg. Let's go visit the mechanical man. I doubt he has actual magic, but we can we can give it a go. What are we looking for? Flux ore. You are looking. Do we Chris, know you're yet? Looking for a, a old man. Who the fuck is Sandy Song? It should say Pierce Hawthorne. Can I start asking around the village to see if anyone knows of this man and where we can find him? Yeah, I nominate Olga. Uh, She's like 16 feet tall. <laughs> Fair. That's uh, that's a position of stature, sure. Uh, an old woman <laughs> who is currently churning butter, she kind of looks at you for a second, looks up, looks down at the three of them, just kind of shakes her head a little bit and looks over past the barn and just points, just kind of staring at you strange. She's never really seen anybody that, that your height is very concerning. I, I do not acknowledge this and I just say, why, thank you kindly. And I'm going to head in that direction. Have a good day. Stop. She and everybody at else kind of just like stares at Olga walking down the the dirt path. So you kind of make your way past uh, those few houses, <clears throat> past that barn, turn the corner, and you see a older man with a leather apron. He is currently pounding away on a hot <laughs> piece of iron. Oh. Uh, but you don't actually hear anything. <laughs> you, you see sparks flying off, hitting his apron, going down to the floor. You see him take the hot iron and what should be a quenching sound going into water. You still don't hear anything. I'm just going to mute Joe. There we go. Still don't hear anything. It's just muted sound. All the visuals of a forge and a, a steelworks, but nothing. Uh, you come closer and you see the old man kind of perk his head up, look over and he sort of waves his hand and then you start hearing the roaring fire and the flames and he drops his hammer with a clank and he waves at all of you. Oh, what do you want? We're here to find something for you. We were told we had to find something for you. Gotta find stuff. The, the Fluxor. Yeah, the Fluxor. Good, good, I think you good. put out okay. an advertisement. I did. Osterin sent us. And you're here to help me. Great. Okay. The flux ore. Uh, uh, I need the ore because I need to refine it. You see, it holds great power. Uh, about 1.21 gigawatts. Chicken Newtons. Uh, I need you to uh, uh, go into an old mine. It's been abandoned for a few years. 
and retrieve at least five pounds of ore so I can make one pound of metal with it. Can you do, do that? you have your numbers right? Yes. Five pounds of ore to make one pound yeah. of metal. Yeah. My friend here. I'm not here, so sure. My friend well, here is I'm not so very... sure. You got to burn all so the sure impurities it becomes less weight. He's actually kind of on point there. My people have been so mining sure ore for a long time, Hans. You need a lot of it to make even a small amount of refined metal. Also, oh, magic like is very mysterious, so it could be that some of it just gets burned off as excess arcane energy. But you know what? The last time I met someone with a hammer and asked us to go into a cave, I got my ass smacked. And I'm not so sure I trust this guy right now. But if this is the case and you're not doing anything wrong, I trust you. Look at I this. Smack little butt. He's got crazy eyes. How can you not trust those crazy butt. eyes? My butt is round and shapely. Well, you're a butt. little man, and I don't smack little man butt. I Fair smack. enough. So, let's talk payment. Yeah, what's in it for us? I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> we'll get your ore. You give us Dr. Hones. And as you say the name Dr. Hones, he kind of cocks his head just, who? <clears throat> you know who I'm talking about. I do know Dr. Hones. We get your ore. You give us Hones, we get the hammer gorb. I've been looking for Dr. Hones. That's why I need the ore. Well, it looks like we're at an impasse then. Throw or we have a mutual enemy and here and then we can, you know, team up at the end and and get them together. Why don't we work thing together? About height and intelligence, I think. You know, I've I've theorized such a thing. I think the extra feet I have here have really helped me out in that department. Probably. Okay, so here's the deal. If you get me the ore, I I will I'll make something for you. For each of you. How's that? Throw in a keg of beer deal. and we're good. I deal. can't throw it. It's really heavy. Oh my god. But I can lift it up for you. Deal. How's that, dwarf man? Well, you might need to lower it down for him, is the thing. I find that myself. If you make oh, something yeah. for us. Will this help us find Hones? The thing that I'm going to make will help me find Hones, which in turn would help you find Hones. So, yes. Then let's work together. We get you to or you make us the stuff, and we get Hones. Done. Good. Got ourselves like a deal. Okay. So here's what you got to do. And he goes into this long, detailed description of where you have to go. Um... He tells you you have to go down a stream. You're going to go to a small cave. Uh, she points. He points to Olga and says, you're probably going to have trouble getting in, but everybody else should be fine getting in. Uh, it was an Cold old mine shaft named uh, Afghan's Mine. It's been abandoned for about five years. Uh, the main entrance was large enough for anybody to get in. It was about 20 feet high, but that has caved in. Uh, and there's a old uh, a stream that comes through that would cut through. They use the water for, you know, drinking, cleaning, washing off the ore before transport. Uh, so you can get in that way. But any other way is probably way too dangerous. 
So how long of a walk is it there? Uh, I'd say about a day. Ah, okay. I'll wait then. Uh, so, you know, he, he outfits you with enough food, water, any other provisions that you need. Uh, he says the woods around here, pretty safe. Uh, there's no bandits or any like scary monsters that hide in, hide in the woods up in the trees or anything. There's a lot of activity and they don't really tend to come out, especially during the day. Anything like that. So, Well, let's go then. So you make your way. Pretty safe travel. Uh, some unsure footing, going over hills, little dales, glens, things like that. No real problems. Uh, you all do get to a small cave at the at a base of a hill. What looks like a hill. It's a large boulder, really. Uh, it is about 80 feet high. And these odd structures coming out of it that look natural. And these pillars coming straight up and then just ending flat. And it looked like stacked stones. But just basic inspection will tell you that it is natural. And there's about six of them. Um, the stream goes into the rock. And you can see, actually... Would be about this big, but another piece of rock has fallen and made it about that big. So, so about anybody who... Any, what's that? It's about half the size. So you're talking about like a about large boulder, size, but yeah. about half a, half a size of boulder. Okay. There's about a, a three-foot opening. Olga, she can squirm in. Hans and Pierce, really no problem getting in. Colt I'll also crawl. would probably have to... Fine. Yeah. Colt would be okay getting in but still squeeze because he's kind of broad-shouldered. How big is this boulder? Uh, pretty damn big. Let's just, no. I'll squeeze in, and you know, actually, before we all go inside, if it's okay with everybody, I'm going to go ahead and cast Mage Armor on myself. So, sure. uh, so I wave my <laughs> wand, and there's a shimmery light that emerges all around me, and now my armor class is 15 instead of 12. There you go. Good. <laughs> Got some nice blue shimmery armor on your, on yourself. Um, she does that from time to time. It's actually pretty cool when you watch her work. So, upon entering, um, you all are in pitch black. So I think cool. Olga is the only one who can't see right now. I cannot. Is um, someone, you know, we could do the Actually, thing we do sometimes, Coke, where I hold your hand, or I could cast a light spell, and that's really up to all of you. How stealthy are we being here? So How stealthy uh, do we need Pierce, to be? Pierce cannot uh, see as well. Uh you were not told of anything actually in the cave, anything so you're not really sure. Well, let's do the let's do the light spell then. Let's make sure everybody. Alrighty, can see. so I'm gonna wave my wand and cast light on. Um, uh, I think that Kolkir wears a wears a hat or a helmet or something, right? It's a so hat. I'm, it was my I'm, father's hat. I'm gonna cast light on Kolk's hat, so his whole head just. <laughs> so you cast light. light on on Kolk's head. And head. Just like a hat. minor helmet, it just lights up. What is it? Twenty feet of 
Like uh, 30. Let's just double check. I think it's 20, but do, do, do. light cantrip. 20 foot radius, dim light for an additional 20 feet. It can be colored okay. as I like. I haven't read that part. It's pink. It's definitely it, pink. So pink light <laughs> fills this cavern. Uh, and if you, can you guys see the screen that I'm sharing? Yes. Oh, uh, I, I can see that you are sharing something, but there's nothing. There's no content. Like, it looks like a white penis and... next to a blue penis. Yeah, there's blue penises? That's just my penis. Oh. You can't see that at all? No. I mean, I can see a, a doodle of a chair and a TV with the number 10 in it. Yeah. If you click on it, you can oh, see Oh, here it. we go. Yeah. Oh, I can click on it? Okay. That helps. All right. So, so somebody explain this to Pierce because Pierce's sight is not so great in his old age. Can someone explain what we're looking so at? So Pierce, Pierce sees uh, amongst the pink light a small stream running off to your left, and as it continues down into the cave system, it begins to pool. You start, start to see the beginnings of that. You see the black circle around where those four dots are. Those four dots are you guys. Black circle is your field of vision. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm going to move that along as we're going. So right now the walls, you can tell that they have been chipped away at higher up, lower down. It's been more eroded by natural uh, processes. Uh, around the corner where the room widens, you can see a old wooden post and you begin to look up and see scaffolding, old scaffolding that has started to crumble and sort of just like rot away. It's uh, Scott Brown. He did say the cave, the, the, the mine has been empty for about five years after the cave in. Um, so this wood hasn't been replaced all in that time. Uh, you guys keep moving in? Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Forge ahead. Right, do it. So Scott Brown also did tell you all that flux ore, I didn't give you a description, but he did. Flux ore is a dim yellow hue rock. Uh, it grows just in veins. You can find it in the walls of the cavern. Um, and he did give uh, Kolk, who is a dwarf, a mining pick. I already uh, had a mining pick. That was the mining pick that he gave you. Well, now you oh. have two, isn't it? It's, it's like it's your birthday. It yeah. is like give my to, birthday. Give one to Pierce, then. Yeah, he can do it. <clears throat> give one to Pierce. He needs something. So, Pierce, you got the mining stick? Oh, I fucking got it. <laughs> there <laughs> you go, old fella. Grip that shit. So you're all... I grip my mind. Make your way super hard. <laughs> so you all make your way in a little bit further, and you begin to see one of the pillars. You guys see that screen? That one of the pillars yes. that you saw jutting out of the roof of or the the top of this rock. Uh, it looks like the same thing. It's this odd stacked system of rocks that just appears to be natural. It's just the way that the rocks grew. It is different from all the rocks around it, and uh, anybody who wants to roll an intelligence check. Oh, Olga will definitely that? do that. How do I do that? Hold so on. You roll a d20. Any, okay. Everybody can, not just, not just one person. All right, let's roll do it. Everybody roll. Okay. And yeah, Olga, the, Olga's going to roll that intelligence check. Wait, which one am I rolling? The d20. The d20. I don't know oh, boy, is. she rolled yeah. super low. Uh, that's a seven. I got a 13. Seven. I rolled 13. a 10, but hold on. You have stone cunning, so you I just roll an advantage. Cunning. Yes. Yeah. 
14. You get to roll 2d20, take the higher. Pierce got a 14. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Olga knows uh, a lot of things, but not a lot of things about rocks, apparently. She's she's more uh, sticks and rather than stones. Oh, so I would be a I would be a eighteen with my stone cunning. Eighteen. So Colk and Pierce together, they uh, kind of discern that maybe this would be the kind of rock that uh, they would find the Fluxor in. Colk's uh, history and his knowledge knowledge of history and his just ancestral being. He kind of gets that when two rocks sort of interact with each other, they create a lot of pressure and tension and create different sorts of gems and minerals and things like you would go after for mining. So you're, you start to believe that this kind of structure is what you're looking for, but here you don't see any yellow hueish rock. All of it seems to be mined away. I explained uh, this Dungeon to the group. Master. Dungeon Master, because this is my first time playing an Abjuration Wizard, can I say that Olga also used her Arcane Ward when she cast Mage Armor earlier? Oh, yeah, that, that's an automatic thing. That you okay, great. That. Yeah. Yep. Things, things like that are, even if you forget, and then like later in combat, I always say, like, no, 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 that happened because... Okay, okay, I'm <laughs> just checking. Yeah. I just noticed that. I, I wrote it all down for myself on the character yeah. sheet. I just remembered. <laughs> I don't. I don't even think it says like you have to decide or anything like that. It just says it says you happens. can you can you can choose. So I think oh, there's a okay. yeah. But you know, thank you. No. You're a you're makes, a uh, yeah. a kind god. <laughs> yeah, getting out of character for but for when I get confused. Yeah, yeah. Player's uh, handbook. Back into character so, now. As you all <laughs> begin to make your way down, uh, the pink light spilling out. Uh, you you do see still some scaffolding and structure that was built in place uh, more to towards the water side. It's been it's fallen over and is currently sitting kind of in the water on top of it, just piling it on the stream uh, over to your right. Uh, let's see. Hold on one second. A friend of mine got himself into a situation like this. Uh, it ended a lot worse for him because he encountered a Balrog. I don't think we're going to be encountering any Balrogs today, my friends. Well, you never know, Colt, so let's just be prepared. What is everyone's passive perception? Oh, real well, low. Hold on. Um, Would it be a 12? Uh, mine's Colt. zero. Ten for Olga. I don't see it. <laughs> I'm at a zero, pal. It's chewing bacon. Um, Pierce, you have a fourteen. If you look all the way on the left, down <clears throat> about two thirds. Oh, perception plus four. Passive, passive perception. I don't see that underneath skills. Uh, uh no. He's got a fourteen. He's got a fourteen. Okay. Fourteen. Or a four. A four. A four. I'm sorry. I am well, right no, now no, missing it, my old cleric who had a passive perception of twenty-three. <laughs> Hold on, Pierce. I'm looking for you. Hang tight. I told you, my, my buddy Pierce here. My buddy Pierce here has got the the worst eyesight in the history of the world. He doesn't wear his, no, he, his spectacles. 
He, he has a 14. Your, your passive perception is... You can have any passive skill, like passive stealth, passive persuasion, passive deception. It's just 10 plus that score. Oh, yeah, so it's, oh, it's 14. Oh, okay. Yeah. So 10 plus. Yeah. All right, 14. And uh, Hans, what do you have? Uh, I also have a 14. I have also a persuasion. 14. So the a, two of you yeah. combined, especially since the angle at which you're looking up at... Uh, sure. Uh, <laughs> angle at which you're looking up at, uh, you begin to notice that there are some spider webs. Oh, he doesn't like Lots spiders. of spider webs. Oh, oh great. High oh, boy. Where you see that little cutout, the notch. Uh, yeah. It seems to be sort of recessed and going back up that way. Which way? So, it... it, it the ceiling goes up. Ceiling's about 20 feet high. I forgot to say that. Oh. 20 feet high. Okay. And it goes, it starts to curve its way up. And that's where you see the spider webs coming out. Sort of like a, a tunnel, tunnel spider that's gone into the ceiling. Okay. So uh, right now you don't see any movement or activity. But as you do get closer, uh, the floor does get a little sticky. Um, so, Ooh. um, Colk would like mm -mm. to do a nature check to see if he can nature determine check. what type of spider this is. Sure. Go ahead and roll. 15. 15. Uh, you think the amount of spider web and the size of the opening, uh, this would certainly be a, uh, a giant spider. We're looking at some oh. giant spiders, guys. They're pretty fucking oh, big. Oh, boy. Which, for so anybody I... who isn't familiar with any size variation in D&D, &D, uh, a large refers to just the general size, not like size that you would think in real life what a large spider would be. It would be like that size, size of a dinner plate. A large spider in D&D &D is 10 feet wide. Holy shit. So okay, so how do we how do we kill this thing? A monster. Well, you don't see how do we kill it right now. Uh, you have your suspicions that it is there. Uh, I hate spiders. On the floor. Uh, you Not as much currently... As well, normally if you, walk... if you jiggle the web, they'll come out because they know it's feeding time. So if we want to bring it to us, we could just, you know, jump up and down a bit. If you walk All right, let's closer... jump up and down. Cook smiles and, uh, and gets ready for a fight. Oh, I love a good fight. Pierce, get your whipping stick. Oh, I'm going to whip it. We'll whip whip it real good. good. So as Colt begins to jump up and down a little bit, uh, you do see that actually hidden on the back wall, not even up recessed in there. Uh, you know, your passive perception is good, but not that good. On the back wall, the spider is actually hiding right there and looking at all of you. Its legs are sort of elongated to mask its shape from what you would expect a normal spider to look like. Uh, it begins to twitch one of its legs as Kolk begins to jump, and as you make your third <laughs> move, Kolk excellent <laughs> begins to scurry at all of you. Um, roll initiative. Kill please. it with yay! Fire. Olga's low wisdom coming through. High intelligence, low wisdom. Hilarious combination. Eighteen. What am I rolling? A twenty. Okay, yeah, and then add your initiative your... bonus should be right at the yes. top of your character sheet. Oh, I forgot to add my initiative bonus. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Okay. 20. I rolled a 
10, so three, uh, or 13, rather. Uh, 11 for Olga. Hold on to that numbers. Ooh, 19. <laughs> How is Pierce the best one here? Hey, I got a 20, fucker. Oh, I didn't hear you. Dude, you rude crew that you pre-chewed you food, dude. shitty accent. <laughs> How dare you accost my people's mountainy accent? You're the one that sounds Gentlemen. like an old fart. Gentlemen. Let's keep our composure. Uh, we have Cole, what, what did you get for your initiative? Uh, it's it's a two. I rolled an 18. So it's a 20. Oh, okay. 20 total. Uh, and I'm going to ask you some other questions. What is your maximum uh, HP? 38. What is your AC? How many questions? Uh, 16. And your speed should be 25 because you a dwarf. It's true. Uh, Olga, what is your maximum health? Uh, 19. <laughs> and your AC is 15 right now. Your speed should be 30. 30. Yeah. And what's your initiative? Plus two. Oh, my God. Oh, no, total. Oh, total. Uh, 11. And Hans? All right, so what I is rolled your... a... So I rolled a 10. My initiative is okay. 13. My armor class is 15. Do you need my speed? Uh, I need your health. Uh, let's see. Where's my health at? Where would I find the health again? So it would be under armor class, a uh, little number. Oh, 21. Hit point maximum, 21. And your AC set is 15. Your speed should yep. be 25. 25. You got little legs. And Thank you. Pierce. I rolled a 19. <clears throat> my armor class is 15. My initiative is 2. That's a plus 2, sir. And then my speed is 25. And what's your health? My hit point maximum is 26. I also currently have three temporary <clears throat> hit points because of my arcane ward. I don't know if you need okay. to know that. Yeah. Nah, that's fine. Oh, wait, no. I have, sorry, I have uh, seven temporary hit points. I misread that. <clears throat> Huzzah! Yeah. Huzzah. <laughs> okay, so first up would be Pierce. Pierce, you see the spider begin to scurry at your new friend Kolk, and uh, you believe that it is going to try to bite him, sting him, wrap him up. Uh, what 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 would you like to do? I'm gonna stab it. You're gonna stab it. That You're gonna boy. run that to it. I'm gonna charge it. it. I'm gonna stab it with my little dagger. And I'll pull it out of its leathery sheath, and I'm going to thrust it hard into the gut of the spider. Hey, Pierce, can you talk closer to your phone, please? I am directly up against my fucking phone here. Hans. The name is Hans Butterfield. Oh, Dr. Hans Butterfield. You remind me of uh, a delinquent named Adam. Uh, (laughs) I didn't go to to clown medical school to be called Adam. Thank you very much. Oh, I apologize. Let's focus, now, Pierce. Not let's Pierce, not start this again. You you unsheathed your dagger and you begin to run to the spider, completely forgetting that the floor is covered in spider webs. Give shit. Please roll a uh, dex an acrobatics check. So that? that would be your acrobatic skill. Thunder dexterity. What's dice though? Uh, no, that would be a, a d twenty. Oh, okay. 
Oh, your modifier is going to be 12. Initiative. I'm just going to get more coffee. That's fine. 12. So you rolled a 12? Uh-huh. Okay, so you did not trip and fall and get stuck in the sticky webs. Uh, you are not caught, but your speed is reduced by half. So what? you can... you. It's sticky. It's still sticky. It's not making you stick, but it's still sticky. Think of like a sticky floor or a wet floor in a kitchen after a long shift. Yeah. I'm You're walking a little more carefully and trying not to get caught on anything and slip and fall and crack your skull yeah. open. Nope. Same kind of situation here. It's <laughs> sticky. You're trying to not get stuck because you want to stab this fucker right in its eight eyes. It's a little too far for you to get. Uh, so that is your movement. You can still cast a cantrip, one of your spells. You can uh, attempt to throw your dagger. I'm gonna throw uh, it. You want to throw? Okay, so you throw wait, your dagger. Wait, wait. So you roll, an- roll another roll another d20. Okay. If you miss, you don't get the dagger back until the end of the battle. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. Damn it. Uh, three. I mean three. You rolled a three. That's what I said, sir. Okay. Well, uh, you take your dagger, flip it around by the blade side, huck it right at the spider, and unfortunately you miss. And it is currently caught in the sticky webs just behind it. Fuck! Sorry. Alright, what can I do uh, to help so uh, is, Pierce here? That's your action. Don't really have a bonus action. You can inspire somebody, inspire somebody if you like. You can lift up somebody's spirits and make them attack a little more easily. Oh, oh I forgot. I am a spirit lifter. Um, you are. Oh, let's see. I'm going to go with... Uh, oh, damn it. What's your name again? Adam, what's your name? Hans. Hans Butterfield. That's right. I got to write it down. I'm writing it down. Hans, you are like a super great warrior. And you have really nice eyes. And I think you could look at this spider... And he'd be like, oh, my God, I'm not going to fuck up this dude or his friends. Because look at the eyes on this guy. Such gentle eyes. <laughs> I'm going to give it all. I'm going to let everybody go. I think that's. A- no, I'm going to go really ahead. Nice, I'm gonna, I'm, thank you, Pierce. Thank you for your kind yeah. words. Uh, now that we are tender brethren instead of mortal foes, uh, I appreciate that very much. Um, I would indeed look. like to try this and cast a, a spell well, on, hold on the. Hold on you. Hold on you. Not Me. your turn yet. My, I just want my on your, damn back, it. Honestly, I still on your turn. turn. Uh, not yet, uh, Adam. Mm-hmm. On your turn, you can use a. You can roll a d6 to add to an attack or damage up to you on your turn within the next ten minutes within the game, which can be like d6. three hours real life. Um, d6, right? Okay. So after that, and the turn order would be Kolk. Cole, your new little friend has just charged a little bit into the spider web. Uh, it, he, he tried to throw a dagger at it and then looked back at Hans and was like, God, I love your eyes. You're a little confused, concerned, but, you know, they seem like well-intentioned people. All right, so how far is the spider from me currently? I need some, some picture of mind. The spider currently is 25 feet from you. All right, so I can get right up on that fucker. All right, so I would like to move in for a strike attack. And as I'm moving, I have to dodge all these spider webs, so I should roll for acrobatics, correct? Uh, yes. 
Remember to get angry there, Cole, because that's how you fight best. All right. Uh, in the midst of it, I rolled a 16, but I get two with my acrobatics, so that gives me an 18. Yeah. And because I had a dagger uh, thrown in my direction, it made me really pissed off. I mean, fucking furious. Uh, so you... You you were the one who was in the spider web, so you, you your speed is reduced, but you were able to make it to the spider after it charged to you. Uh, so you you charge up to the spider, you fly into a rage, you're able to get right up on it. It's now you are now in between it and your new friend Pierce. Uh, so if you'd like to attack, please go ahead. All right, I take my great axe above my head and I strike down upon it in an axe like motion. Go ahead. <laughs> Natural fucking twenty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, nice. Uh, so go ahead and roll damage. Get to roll two right. d twelve plus your strength, and don't forget your rage bonus as well. All right, my rage bonus is a plus two melee damage with strength weapons. So I roll two d twelves. All right, I got a six and then a plus four slashing. Well, what's the second? All right, because you critted. All right, so it's a great axe plus six, and then it's well, that's your two attack. So your damage is going to be something else. All right, and then an eight. So So six and an eight, and then it's. Uh, plus two melee damage. And what's your strength modifier? Uh, let's see. Plus four. So 20 total. 20 total. God damn. Jesus. Okay, so, uh, you end up lopping off, like, two of its limbs and three of its eyes are just gone. Uh, it is currently rethinking its situation. But, it pissed off uh, my it pissed off my ancestral protectors too. It really it really did it really did. Uh, so uh, with that slash, actually, uh, you notice on its abdomen is a bunch of tiny spiders, and as you slash at that, it sort of shakes them off, and they fall onto the web, and now they are going to attack you. <laughs> Lovely. Lovely. So one. Now what's your AC? Sixteen. Sixteen. That's not the right one. There we go. There it is. Uh so they they hit you for five damage, but you are raging. Oh, no. He's got a raging anger. For 10 damage, 5 is something else. For 10 damage, but you only take 5 because you're raging. All right. Uh, up next would be Mr. Hans Butter- Butterfield. Okay. So I want to convince the spider to leave us alone with my eyes. So I rolled a D6, right? 
Fuck that! I want to kill it. What, 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 are you, what are you doing to? Wait, are we? Are we? Just, wait, so yeah, so are, we're killing it. So let's just kill it. Let's just kill this. Let's just kill it. Let's <laughs> yeah. roll a d twenty. D twenty, right? Did yes. you just see me? I lopped off like four of its fucking so, legs. So I did. What, what? I think you have a crossbow. Roll the dice. Yeah, what I have a uh, a short a short bow. Short bow. There you go. Okay. All right. Let's pierce this <laughs> motherfucker right through his eyes. Hell yes. 18. Rolled 18 plus your modifiers, which is definitely enough to hit the spider square in its head. Uh, roll damage, please. Does he get sneak attack? You're a rogue, right? He does get sneak attack. Yes. Yeah. So when I roll the damage, which one is it again? It should be a D6. D6, got it. Okay. Which two? Be a 1D6 for your bow. Another 2d6 for your sneak attack because you have an ally within five feet. All right. Five. Is that total from all 3d6? Oh, wait. So I have to roll. Okay, hold on. So that's uh, a four. So I had a two, five, and four. So that's 11. 11 yeah. total. Okay. Pierce the spider's head, and it is starting to ooze this green, slimy ichor from its just like right in the center of its head. It, it's it's really not good looking. Thanks for the mental image. Look long, long for the world. Uh, up next, Olga. What would she like to do? Olga's up. Yes. How how rough is the spider looking? Very. Mary, okay, uh, so I was going to do something to help out my friend Cole here, but it looks like he's really got it right now, and I, I'll hold off on that in case it comes up later. So I'm just going to wave my wand and throw a firebolt at him. Okay. Oh, boy, 18 plus 6. I think that hits. It does hit, in fact. Uh, that is enough to actually knock the spider out. Uh, oh, I did 6 at, points of damage. Yeah. 6 points uh, of fire damage. Sorry, I should have let you roll because it's so yeah. Well, part, but, uh, so that is enough to knock the spider out. Um, as the smoldering hairs on the spider kind of slump down, uh, just one little spark from the spider's head hits the webbing, and you see that all of it begins oh, no. to flare up. It travels up the wall and up into its nest as thousands and thousands and thousands of tiny little spiders just begin to burn and, and twist and just... Olga freaks out a bit and just throws more fire at them. <laughs> more fire. So more fire, more fire, more fire. Uh, roll an intelligence check. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Uh, uh, 20. Uh, you remember the old rafters. So I'm going to stop now. <laughs> Uh, so the fire does begin to spread a little bit. Uh, it does catch on one beam, but you notice that that beam is just on the ground and there's none other really around it. And that's when you kind of like pull back and you're like, yeah, okay. Ruth, the okay. player forgot about that, but luckily Olga has a very high intelligence score. <laughs> um, that, that, did, did the fire release Pierce's dagger? Yes. That uh, clanked to the ground. Uh, I, pi I, the, I pick up, I pick up Pierce's dagger and I uh, flip it in my hand a little bit, and I hand it back to my new companion and say, it, a little it was bit a little of warm still. 
but uh, it, it was fine, fine to the touch, like a warm pot after a tea. But it, it was fine to handle. Here you go, dear uh, friend. Hold on to this for next time. So you've all defeated the spider. It's dead. Yes. Now. Yes. Uh, Olga almost burnt the place down, but you guys are fine now. I don't uh, like spiders. I, I don't know what to tell you. Don't like spiders. Uh, so you all get to about this point, and let me get back to the screen. You all get to about mm-hmm. there, and that's when you realize that this lower passage that what you're looking at is, in fact, just completely caved in by old scaffolding, wood beams, things like that. Kind of crosses Olga's mind again to maybe burn them out of your way, but then you do realize that the stream does just continue on to the other side. I could just go up the stream. That seems so easier. Th- I yeah. can't swim. I'll carry you, buddy. It's fine. This is I actually have a thing where I can carry, like, my carrying capacity is super high because I'm a fear bulk. I can carry, like, twice the amount of weight I should be able to, even with my strength score. So I could definitely what? carry Kolk. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, is, uh, what is your strength score? Uh, my strength is not great. It's uh, 14, but I have powerful build, which is that I count as one size larger when determining weight I can push, drag, or lift. So Pierce Hawthorne is sleeping during this portion of the adventure. I'll carry him too. It's fine. There we go. Actually, you're all pretty little. You could just climb on top of me and we could do it that way. So that's good that Olga did that because this part of the stream actually, as the rocks narrow, becomes a little bit more forceful. You think that if any of your smaller companions were to be in this water, they would probably be swept (coughs) downstream. Um, Come on, everybody. up Up on my shoulders. It's fine. Comes up to about your waist. You have Pierce on one side, Hans on the other. Polk right now is kind of bear hugging you from the back, just like, oh god, oh god, oh god. Um, but you you oh, forge through Jesus. the stream pretty, oh, sweet pretty easily. Pretty easily make it to no, that one, all of them. Oh, what the hell? We had I'd like to point out we're still encased by this softly glowing pink light, like we're at some kind of a weird, uh, like, orgy from the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been about maybe, uh, uh, I want to say, 15 minutes. So, re- yeah, you got plenty of time on that. And it's a cantrip, so it doesn't really Yeah, I, yeah I could just cast it again if I wanted to, but I think it lasts an hour. So you, you all get to about this point in the cave, uh, the stream evens out it sort of shallows and everybody is actually able to walk uh hans and pierce they're maybe about knee deep in water uh so olga's like you know her ankle but uh up ahead you get to here and you do realize that this is the end of the cave that's the cave in where the original entrance was um at this point uh you see on the other side, and the, there has been no signs that you can see so far of any yellowish ore. But um, if everybody could roll an investigation check, and I'll roll for Pierce. Okay. D20. So roll, roll a D20, yep. Investigation. I feel like Olga is proficient in that. Yes, she is. 14. 19, and I have 19. no bonuses to investigation, so 19. Twenty-two. So, uh, uh, twenty-two. 
uh, you do begin to see that, like, off in the distance, because dim light happens after the 20 feet of light light, mm -hmm. um, you do see, like, this different colored rock than what the rest of the pink walls look like. Uh, it's more orangey. You're not really sure. Oh, weird. That looks, that looks kind of strange. Can I, do I know what that well, is? Can I make some kind of a check to see if I remember? Oh, isn't the flux stuff supposed to be yellow? Does it look like yeah. that, maybe? <clears throat> look like what? The flux stuff that Doc Brown told us about. Oh, the, the orange rock? Um, yeah. It, it, it might. Uh, Hans, being the entertainer, he knows a little bit, bit, little bit about art. He's like, well, you have pink light on and the rock is yellow. So, yeah, it would be, like, kind of orangey. Yeah. Yeah. There you go, buddy. I'm going yeah. to ruffle his little head. So, you sure. see, it's just on the other side of the stream there. Again, the stream here is pretty much ankle to knee deep. Not a problem at all. Uh, you all go to the other side. And yeah, let's do it. While, let's I'm still afraid that stuff. while I'm still afraid of drowning, I'm clutching on to Olga's ankle as we cross the street. Oh, buddy, it's going to be okay. I'll just lift him up. It's fine. <laughs> do we have Pierce still? Uh, yes, you do he's have sleeping? Pierce. He's, he's old. He's got his, he takes his naps, yeah. He's napping in Olga's uh, backpack right now. Yeah, that's uh, there's plenty okay. of room in there. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, so you all make it to the other side. Uh, uh, you see this very dull, yellowy rock, uh, but not too much of it. Uh, so anybody with a miner's pick or who would like to can make a uh, a strength check. That's me. I'll do it. I, I, I have a miner's pick. Also, you saw me tear off like six arms on a fucking spider, so you know I'm pretty fucking strong. Actually, we should let Colk do it. Uh, so Colk, you can do it at advantage because uh, I am just ruling that. Because of archaeology and being a dwarf. All right, so I got a 13 plus four strength. We're looking at a 17. So you were able to retrieve three pounds of ore. Um, but you look at the rock and kind of inspect it. You don't see anything else. Mm. Um you did, however, while crossing the stream, Olga, you were able to notice that there's another passage up that away. So there might be more up there, but for right now, all you have is about three pounds. Okay. All right, so I put the three pounds into my satchel. I have a satchel. Well, let's just keep going it's then and see K. if we can find some more. This seems to be the big vein of it, and we'll just, you know, we'll follow yeah. through. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Uh, so again, uh, going this way, it is a... Can you guys see when I move things on the map or no? Yes, it's yeah. very helpful. Yeah, we can see. Oh, cool. Okay, so as you're moving through here, and just pretend you're not in the water, um, you do see, you know, again, mining picks and some down the lower bottom. It's weathered away by water and air and everything like that. Uh, going up this way, it is getting a lot steeper. Uh, there are some, like, rudimentary steps carved into the floor, I uh, think, to help with transportation of ore. Um, back up here, get to about here, and you begin to smell, um, anyone ever really smelled like a, an iguana cage? 
I'm imagining yes. it smells like shit. Yeah, it's it smells probably like pretty terrible. A, a, a reptile musk and like in, an insect kind of den. Uh, you kind of keep pushing forward and from about here, uh, I think I made blue, I think that's Kulk, uh, you can see and actually past the light spell, you have dark vision for another 60, 60 feet. feet. Um, you see around the corner uh, some what looks to be natural light spilling in. You're not really sure where it's coming from, though. It's it's too far around the corner there. But around to the right, you do see that there is uh, this green, slimy sludge on the ground. It's sort of spreading out like tree roots, uh, going pretty much in every which way. Uh, and in between them are these yellowy, lumpy, smooth, round things. You've never really seen them before. They're not... They don't look like anything else in here. Hmm. Um, you're not sure. The what green slimy stuff. Have I ever seen anything like that before? Ruth, the player, thinks she knows what it is, but Olga might not. <laughs> I have never seen anything like that before. All right. So I I see this and I, I, I tell this information to my companions. And at this point, I look up to Olga because she's the wizard. Yes, hello. Wise wizard, how do you feel that we should proceed? Because I want to punch it. Well, I've never really been called wise. Um, I mean, you punching things has worked for us before. So, I'm not going to dissuade you, is what I'm saying. Punch it. Punch that motherfucker. All right, um... So we proceed to punching distance of the yellow thing. Proceed to punching distance of the yellow thing. Yep. And then I punch it. <laughs> so you, you punch it. And your hand goes straight through what seems to be the outer edge of a shell. And you, your hand just gets covered in this yellowy, greeny, slimy, just nasty goo. Um, goo. And I smell it. You smell it? it Ew! Not, it smells very disgusting. Um, of course it does. It's green. It's fucking disgusting slime. You do take your hand out and clutch to your hand, actually. Uh, it's not moving, but the, the anatomy of the thing kind of makes it latch onto you just kind of loosely. Um, it looks reptilian insect. Its feet are like these long, sort of bladed structures. Uh, there's like these wet tendrils hanging off the back of its head. It's got a long, elongated neck and the makings of teeth. Can I do a nature check on it? Sure. I <sighs> roll fucking low. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Oh, fuck me. A five with my uh, nature proficiency. Oh, sorry. A six with my nature proficiency. It's dead. It's dead. It, it yeah. is. Oh, you know. <laughs> uh, as you raise your hand out of the egg and inspect it, and you pull your hand down a little bit, uh, you see on the other side of your fist is a much larger version of this kind of staring directly at you 
and of course his there face is. is slowly moving towards yours and just please roll initiative again. Yay! I'll show you guys a, a picture of this thing. I rolled the exact same thing. Eleven. Nice. I rolled a nine. <laughs> uh, Sixteen. Uh, so eighteen with initiative. Oh! Whoa! Look at that fucking thing. That's a that great guy. picture. I was trying to Clever think of the name girl. of uh, the uh, the leg creature in the Geonosis arena. But I oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It does look like that. that. It, it honestly is like the best way to describe that, but I just can't remember the name. Did it have a name? I thought they just sort of fought it. Jesus. They fought it. They didn't give it a name in the movie. After I looked it up on Wikipedia last night. I just can't remember the name right now. They, pro- they must have had a name for it when they had a toy. You know, that's yeah. how Star Wars works. They have to name things yeah. when they make toys. <laughs> uh, so let's go with uh, Kulk again. All right, so this thing screamed in my face, so I yeah. yell back in its I face. I, and I just need initiative first. Oh, um, oh, uh, 18. Olga's and sitting at 11 again. Initiative, Hans. I need to roll two. Okay, hold on. 18. Hans got, done got an 18. Plus three. You rolled an 18 or 18. Uh, 21? Oh, my initiative is, yeah, so 21. So, um... Man, how do I edit these? Adam, your player C. Uh, Jeff, your player A, and Ruth, your player B. Please remember that. Okay. If I call out player A or something like that. Wait, yeah. do we need to roll something for Pierce? Uh, no, he's asleep in uh, Olga's bag. Don't worry. Yeah, we, no, we don't want to disturb his afternoon nap, so we'll just take care of this for him. He gets too cranky. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> so, Hans, uh, you see this it is not as big as the spider, but it's still a pretty tall creature. Uh, but it is currently screaming at your friend's face. Uh, what would you like to do? I want to kill it. Uh, so go ahead and try to kill it. It is not in melee with him right now. So you do so not it's just screaming at him. Threat. It's screaming at him because he just killed one of his babies, her babies, it's babies. I regret nothing. The other way you as a rogue can get that sneak attack extra 2d6 damage is if you use your bonus action on your turn to hide. And then if you successfully hide, you can get advantage on the attack. Okay, so let's do that. How do I do that? Uh, So you're going to roll a d20. D20, okay. And you're going to add your stealth modifier. So I got a 17 plus 5 is what, 22? Yeah, uh... Yeah, there, there's. Um, oh, interesting. Uh, you believe yourself to be hidden. Okay. But you're not. Oh, fuck. Um, just because we're all learning here. Uh, it's nothing that you did anything wrong, actually. I, I just picked a bad creature to try to hide from. This thing has a, a ability called Tremor Sense. Oh, yeah. Basically, if you're Fair just play. standing on the ground. It just knows you're there. You could be hiding behind a rock and like quiet as hell. Roll a 37 stealth. It knows you're there. It just know it. Oh, it's geez. got that grab. In other powers. circumstances, this would have worked, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> but very, yeah, very probably. the other thing actually it, uh, that I was thinking of throwing at you guys, it would have worked. But this guy, I didn't look at that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's okay. So now what? Um, 
So you now you're going to roll it. And I'm going to roll a d20. Yes. Oh, yeah, you, can, you still attack. 20, bitches. You rolled a 20? Yes, sir. That's so a 20! Because you critted. You, you still can get sneak attack when one of your friends is within five feet. Oops. Hold on. Four. I rolled a d6. Uh, roll, it, roll it again. Roll twice. Yeah. Critical? So I got, a, I got a seven. And what is your dexterity modifier? Dexter- dexterity modifier is plus three. So 14 damage. So whenever you roll a critical, it's a that's when you get a twenty on d twenty. What you do is Got you it. take any dice that you roll, any dice from any part of your weapon or a spell, you roll those dice twice. Okay, so I got a twenty, and then I roll a d six twice. Okay. Right. Okay. So uh, Hans takes a shot, does some damage, um, and now player A. So that's Kulk. All right, yep. so this thing screamed in my face. So I scream yes. back in its face in rage. Yes. And then I uh, pick up my great axe and I take a swing towards its jaw. Roll, roll to hit. All right, so I rolled a 13 and I have a what? Plus six. So you. 19. So you swing, and you do soundly hit it, but you do notice that its hide is very, very thick and hard to get through. You do damage it, but you think that this thing is actually pretty tough. But I'm raging. Yes, yeah. So you're good. You hit it, and you did damage. So go, go ahead and roll. Alright, where's my d12? There you are. Alright... All right, uh, eight plus four slashing. Plus two for your rage, so... Yep, so let's say 10, 14. Okay, good. So you take a nice big chunk. uh, Hell yes. So you you only stepped forward five feet. Uh, If you do step back, you'd get an attack of opportunity from it. It would be able to attack you as you're leaving its range. No, uh, I, I, I'm all in this thing's face. It screamed at okay. me, so I'm going <laughs> to fucking kill it. Good. Uh, so now it is its turn. And let's see. So on its turn, uh, actually just before it goes, sorry. Uh, so in between the size of the one that was on your fist and the one is currently screaming in your face, there's two others that kind of come out from oh my God. around the corner, but they're much smaller versions of it. And those two little creatures are going to both take a bite at Kulk. Uh, actually, <laughs> sorry. No, these guys don't bite. They stab. So they each make two attacks. Um, wow, that's terrible. And What's your AC? 16. 16. So the second one hits with its... Or the first one hits with its second attack. And you take six points of damage, reduced to three. 
And it's the second one attacks. Again, fucking sucks. Cocked. And that one also sucks. Uh, so those two went. And now it is Ruth's turn, or, uh, uh, Olga's turn. Okay. Um, I have a question before I decide what to do here. Um, is there a point in space at which uh, if I hit that point with a spell, all three of the creatures will be within five feet of that point? Uh, yes. They are all within five feet of each uh, Within 15 feet of each other. So... Uh, so if I hit the big steal. one, are the other two within five feet of it? Yes. Alrighty, so I'm going to attack the big one with my ice knife spell. So, uh... Nice. I love it when my she wand. does the ice knife. And a big... A knife made out of ice shoots out of my wand and it goes towards the big one, so I make a ranged spell attack. Yep. Oh boy, I rolled a two, so that's an eight, which I don't think hits. It does uh, not. But even though I missed, the shard still explodes, and the target in each creature within five feet must succeed on a dexterity saving throw. Should I do the same thing? Nope. No, it, she threw it behind all these creatures, yeah. so you're good. You're also good, Hans. That's what I was asking about. So my spell save DC is 14. Deck saves for all three, please. So uh, I rolled two nineteens. Aww. For the for the little guys and the biggin, rolled a seventeen. So they still take half damage, right? Ah, uh, yeah, I think so. Hold on, let me double check the ice knife spell. No, they, I don't think they do. Oh, it that's... just says the target in each creature within five feet must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take two d six cold damage. So I think that I do no damage with that spell. Oh, that's booty. Uh, I'm sorry. No, it, it, that's what happens. The high risk, high reward spellcasters. That is Olga's yeah. turn. <laughs> oh. um, it is now Biggin's turn. So Biggin being thrown some friggin' bullshit at it. Uh, can't really get to the thing that threw stuff at it, but it can get to the dwarf in front of it. <laughs> so... First attack. Uh, first one hits, and the second one misses. So the first one, you shake six points of piercing damage. All right. Is that halved, or just is that already halved? That, yeah, that's that is halved. Right, the six they all is the halved. same amount of. Yeah, they all they really do the same amount of damage. They, no, I mean like the six is halved or it has been halved to six. I don't give you half damage. Oh, I, I will it. tell you the full damage that you take and Yeah. But I'm so I, now I, I, I'm I'm just trying to clarify because I'm raging, so I take it's yes. stabbing damage? Yes, piercing. Alright, so that's a three. So player C, Hans Butterfield. Yep. Hans Butterfield, you currently have three of these sticky, leggy, ferocious reptile insects in your friend's face, uh, a bow in your hand. What you want to do? Kill it. The two little ones have not been hit. The big one has been hit for 
a good amount of damage. He looks kind of bloody. 14. 14 to hit? Yep. Uh, that is going to uh, kind of find a chink in the thing's sort of little carapace and get stuck there. It doesn't really pierce into its flesh. It just kind of gets pinched in its outer shell. So that, that, that will miss. And Kolk. All right, so I'm in front of this thing, and yes. I am going to... I'm just looking at it. All right. Can I see its neck? You can. All right. Uh, can I do an investigation on its neck to see how thick the armor is? If you do an investigation, uh, you can. That would be your action, though. You would not be able to attack. All right, fuck it. I'm just going to aim for its neck with my great, great axe. axe. Hope for the best. What a great axe. All right, I got a 10 plus 6, 16. So... Your axe kind of, you're thinking it's going to hit, it's going real fucking hard, and then it's sort of, the blade hits the outer shell and slides off, and the heft of the, the, the shaft of the axe sort of hits the neck, it knocks its head off to the side. Uh, it doesn't do any damage, but it definitely pisses it off a little bit more. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, so up now are the two little guys, and they are going to one... So, I am keeping an eye on the time, Adam, so don't worry. One is going to climb up on the wall and jump back next to Olga. Another one oh, is going boy. to scurry next to Hans. Uh, the one attacking Olga uh, only rolls one, and that will hit, oh, and the other one will miss. So, okay. we'll take five points of piercing damage. My arcane ward takes those five points, and I don't take any, because I have seven hit points in the ward. So it has two left, and I'm okay. Uh, Hans, you will take... uh, Attack you once. Miss. And... Goddamn. Falling on an angle. And the second one will miss, too. So two little... Excellent. just kind of like slam right next to you. You're too freaking small for it to actually get it, get a good uh, angle on you. Um, misses both strikes. And up now is Olga. Alrighty, so they're not close to each other anymore, are they? They are not. They that notice really that all of you are hurting. Some of, that changes some of my plans here. Um, oh, wait, I'm sorry, actually. Uh, your ward, because... Hulk is raging. Your ward would take half damage. My ward would? Yeah. All uh, I, I like to rule it as all damage dealt by creatures to your allies. Is Your allies are resistant. Oh, okay. That's good for me. The, the ancestral guardians. It just makes, oh, I it didn't realize slows it down the attacks cool. to the point cool, where it cool, does cool. half damage. So, so my ward is actually ward. doing my ward's doing better than I thought it was. But it's still there. Yeah. Okay, that's good to know. Um, all right, how rough is the big one looking? Pretty rough. Uh, if I had to put a Final Fantasy health bar on it, it would probably be in the red. 
Okay, I'm going to cast um, Magic Missile, and four pink missile darts come out of my wand, and two of them head toward the big one, and one each to the other ones. So, uh, how do you roll Magic Missiles all separate, all four separate, or do you do one d4 roll and say all the missiles do that damage? Uh, statistically, it doesn't make a difference, so I leave it up to the person who does it. All right, I'm going to roll for all of them. I'm casting this at second level. That's why there are four of them. Mm-hmm. So two go to the big one and uh, one each to the little one. So for the big one, here we go. Uh, two damage for the first missile and uh, five damage for the second. Nice. And then uh, is it still alive? It is. Oh, boo. Okay, so for the little guys, one of them takes uh, four damage and the other takes three damage. Okay. So the big and I'm one not going to move look... because if I move, he gets an attack of opportunity, right? Yes. Alrighty, I'm just going to stay put. He looks much uh, worse than what he was a few seconds ago, but he is still kicking. And speaking of kicking, he is going to kick Kulk with his front feet. Some call it a stab, uh, but that's that's here and over there. And that one will hit. And that one will miss. So Colt will take another five points of piercing damage, but reduce it. All right. And Hans. Yo. So right now you have a guy who is within five feet of you. Uh, You have your bow, but if you use that, you would be rolling at disadvantage, so you take... 2D, you would roll a d20 twice and take the, the lower one. Or, if you have a sword or a dagger, you can stab it. Well, I have a short bow and a rapier. So you can uh, kind of just leave your short bow at your side and take out the rapier and try to stab the, the Yeah, Yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah. D20 on it. 15. 15, let me check these guys' AC, because they're a little bit different. 15 will hit. So uh, you don't get sneak attack. It would just be 1d8, the, the diamond-y looking one. That guy. Uh, yep, just one. How much damage? One is it? Wait, which one is it? This uh, Is it this one? Yes, that one. Okay. Five. Five plus your dexterity modifier. Which is a three? Plus three, so it's eight. Okay. And no computer, stop being stupid. Really, that's just me. Uh okay, so that one also looks to be hanging on by a thread. Um the little ones don't seem very healthy at all. Uh, the magic missile and your stab kind of, it's sort of leaning to one side and about to topple over. Um, so that was Hans. Why won't you die? And now <laughs> Colt. Colt. All right. The big one in front of you is leaking fluids of all various natures and colors and viscosity. Kill it, Colt! I believe in you! Alright, so You can do uh, it. I, I take again another big swing towards its fucking neck. And uh, I, I make a spitting sound as I do it, like I'm spitting in its fucking face. <laughs> All right. 
12 plus 6. So, so 18. 18 just hits. Yay! You're starting to think, like, maybe it's the same thing that happened before, but then you just whack right into it. Right. So, D12. All uh, right. So, that's a tw 14. So, uh, yeah. How, I'll, I'll say it. How do you want to do it? Yay! All right. So, <laughs> right. I take my great axe into its neck, and in one smooth motion, like hot knife butter, I behead the beast. Nice. But yeah. I'm still uh, pissed. I'm still pissed off. So oh yeah. I don't notice that its head came off, but I just keep hacking away at this thing like it's still alive. So I'm completely <laughs> distracted from everything else that's happening. Nice. I'm sorry. I, I forgot to switch the screens back. But uh, yeah, so one move down here, one move there. And the, the big one is now you dead. So yeah. Move. Okay. Uh, but I'm here. still engaged with its dead body. <laughs> yeah. So right now, they're just, like, the green fluids are just kind of like pumping out of its system. Like its organs have not stopped being Ugh. organs. But it just doesn't have a head. So it's just like... And just like crumbling to the ground. Um... It's so like that scene now. in The Patriot where you just see Mel Gibson just hacking away at <laughs> a dead red coat. <laughs> the worst movie. Why would you make that uh, reference? Uh, because I want to be covered in green goo blood and people to be like, calm down now, Cole. That's fair. So the other two. Um, yeah, they the more healthy one, it kind of looks at its dead what it assumes to be its mother, you would assume, um, and over at its brother or sister, whoever, and notice that it's pretty much gonna about to die too. And this one down here, stop moving screen because I keep clicking the wrong one. This one right here, he kind of just like scurries off. He disengages from Olga, climbs up the ceiling, and can I try to attack him with my with my dagger? No, he, he disengaged. Oh, boo. Okay. He's just okay. out. Uh, and the other one will try to attack Hans, but as like a last ditch effort and almost dying. And he does hit, so you take five more, five points of piercing damage, but that is going to be reduced down to two because your buddy Kolk, his ancestral guardians are kind of interfering with all allies attack or all allies incoming attacks. And, uh, Helping them survive battles. Man, that ancestral guardian barbarian path is amazing. Seriously. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. So, is it Olga's turn there, Dungeon Master? It is. I have a question. Would you say that these creatures weigh between one and five pounds? No, these do not weigh between one and five oh, pounds. Oh, so I can't, I can't throw it with the catapult spell? <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry. The, okay. the eggs, they weigh it, between one and five pounds. Is there a... Is there a what? Sorry? The eggs <laughs> weigh between one and five pounds. Yeah, I was thinking, is there something... I see something nearby that I could chuck at it with the catapult Rocks, spell? Eggs, Alrighty. the dead mother's head. Yes, that's actually <laughs> a great idea. Let's do that. I'll there chuck the mother's head at the baby. It so, needs to so, make a dexterity oh, wow. saving throw, please. 
Oh my god. Let's throw the mother's head at the baby. Yep. Just what's its deck save? Uh it did not save. Yay! So it takes oh boy, eight, seven, oh, eight again. Holy shit. Uh sixteen plus seven. Someone help me. Twenty it takes twenty-three points of flushing damage. So where its head once was, now its mother's head sits. Uh, <laughs> Good God, man. That's Just one of the most fucked up things I've ever done in a D&D game. Yeah, but, that's, you know, that's... Olga Olga's lawful neutral, so she's okay with this. What uh, happens, happens. You're very <laughs> Ivan Drogo. If it dies, it dies. Yeah, exactly. So you know, feeling feeling good about this, and I say, I, I'm going to walk up to Colk and, and pat his head and be like, "It's okay, buddy. You killed it." <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love all the noises. There <laughs> we go. So, all right. Let's find this Three ore. Back together. Uh, so, venturing into. Oh, we gotta we gotta speed it up a little bit. Venturing yep. into the room. Uh, uh, Colk, you are able to see that from around Colk and Hans. You're able to see around. Uh, the corner up to your left, there is what seems to be one of those uh, chimney-looking sh- shafts that go up, and this one appears to be hollow. Um, into the room to your right, um, it is just filled with eggs. There's just all these just gross-looking eggs. Um, and if Hulk, you want to make a uh, stone-cutting check for me, the history check for Rocks. 18, and it's a whole bunch of modifiers and stuff, so yeah. I, yeah. So your uh, dwarfy intuition tells you that uh, these uh, veins would probably grow in line with each other, and you do get a sense that uh, you know um, it was down here so you guys came around, passed the water up, so you need to come back down into this room, and probably to about here, but the problem is there are eggs everywhere. Yeah, do I feel like I could just burn them out of the way there, Dungeon Master? Yep. I'm just gonna start throwing fire bolts at them. You just, just popping eggs like pock marks on a 16-year-old's back. Just yep. going for it. Uh, I mean, it's a cantrip, so I'm just going to keep why? going. One every six seconds. Uh, you're not really sure where the yellowy ore is because, again, this green sludge, uh, the inside of the egg is kind of yellowy and disgusting looking. Um, so if everyone would like to roll an investigation check as you're looking for more of this ore. 21. I rolled a 21. one. <laughs> Well, you, you get an advantage because of uh, stone cunning. Uh, true. I was about to say, like, if either way, unless I roll a yeah. twenty, I rolled a seventeen, but I'm going to keep the one. There's too much green goo in my eyes. <laughs> I got to stand a, a little too close. Uh, I only got a twenty-one. The, uh, Olga and Hans. Olga's searching high. Hans is searching low. And the two of you kind of like as you're crossing paths, just like, uh, oh, there it is. Great. Needed a 15. 
pretty easy if, to find. If it's going to help this, if, if Olga thinks it'll help the this speed up the situation at all, she's going to cast enlarge there on uh, on Kolk to help him get get at the stone faster. Because if he's enlarged, his his size doubles in all yeah. dimensions, and he has advantage on strength checks uh, for does. the next minute. All right. Am so, I as big oh, as Olga now? No, you're uh, still small. Still, like three inches shorter than her. <laughs> oh, so this is what it's like to be a biggin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we should do this trick more often, buddy. I think it works, but it only lasts a minute. So you got to get going on the carving there. Got to move. All right. Natural 20. Oh, <laughs> boy. You just pick up the pickaxe with one hand and just don't even need to really slam it into the wall. You just kind of like boop. Uh, you just go boop. Ol Olga and Hans see whack and just a big <laughs> a big old chunk whack. of just this whack, whack. pale yellow rock falls out of the wall and you're like that's what we need. Uh, so you found another uh, three pounds of it and you have successfully gathered all or necessary for uh, Scott Brown's flux. Excellent. Good teamwork. Uh, I think this is an excellent important everyone. new partnership for Good us. Job. Absolutely. So, I like sorry about, part. Sorry about Pierce being old and sleeping. That's, uh, it's okay. You know, I don't normally have thing. enough stuff in my backpack to really make it, you know, a heft. And I think I need to do some weight training. So this has actually <laughs> been really, uh, really beneficial. So uh, if everyone now could roll me a perception check, please. Another 20. 13. 12. So anybody who rolled above a 12, uh, you begin to hear a loud rumbling from the direction that you came. Um, it doesn't stop it's sort of a whooshing and you do feel a lot of air pushing towards you could I Could oh. I run could we run up to that, that chimney thing and can I lift the little ones out of the out through the it, chimney is that possible it is possible yeah so as I, you're running past here uh, Olga because you're tall enough to actually see over the little ledge it sort of peaks out to a hill and then a flat spot here. Uh, you are able to see down there that the cave is currently flooding. Um, oh boy! Yeah, I'm gonna double there. book it, and I'll lift. Uh, I'll lift the little ones out through the. Uh... Yeah. So over here, uh, you put Kolk up on your shoulders, and you put Hans on Kolk's shoulders. You are able to reach the twenty foot high ceiling up there. Uh, so Hans, what I need you to do is uh, a, a lot of people say, no, climbing is athletics. Uh, I say that's nonsense because uh, Assassin's Creed, that guy definitely uses dexterity to climb. Um, and parkour, that's dexterity. I don't care what you say. Uh, they are strong, but go what ahead do you and need roll, me to me, do? roll me a athletics check. 16. 16. So, uh, since the, the, the structure of this rock, it's sort of like these flat stacked things that naturally form. It's basically a ladder. You're just climbing straight out. You get to the very top and you're able to find a rock and a tr or a tree to tie a piece of rope to and just lower it down to your companions inside. 
Great. I'm gonna I'm All gonna right. grab my buddy Coke again because he can't swim, and we're gonna yeah. climb up together. Yeah. So. Uh, you all reach together the, the <laughs> opening. You burst out, just breathing heavy, just kind of covered in uh, a little bit of spiderweb in your hair, Olga. That's still there. Some goo on, on Kolk's face. Uh, Hans, your face is just covered in dirt from climbing through the shaft first, clearing the way for that. Uh, just gross shit all over your clothes. It's you don't look like you had a great time but you still feel pretty accomplished. Feel like you did something today instead of just walking through yeah. the woods. Yeah. You, you done did a thing. I got to murder. I know when, when Pierce day. wakes up, murder he's going to be, when Pierce wakes up, he's going to be real happy that we, we finished it all. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, he didn't have to do anything. So that's, we just, to sleep. we just had to sleep. Yeah. yeah. Nap time. Uh, so you all make it out of, uh, I forget the guy's name. I want to say it right. Scott Brown. No, the, the the mine. Oh yeah, but we're headed to Doc Brown, right? That's we're the... going. To, we're going to Scott Brown <laughs> yes. now. There's the thing. There's the thing. Afghan's mine. That's what. That's the guy's name. Afghan. <laughs> All made it out of Afghan's mine, and you uh, set up camp outside. Again, nothing disturbs you. Uh, have a nice nap. You some chicken that Colk had in his sack, uh, maybe some pork and some root vegetables you find. Uh, next morning, you all wake up nice and early and make sure you, you have enough daylight to get back to Scott Brown the Great. Um, it's really funny because we all wake up early, yet Pierce is still sleeping. Seriously, <laughs> rotten bastard. He, well, we don't want his internet connection cut out, and he's just... Uh... <laughs> Yeah. He's just gone. Yeah, he's he's not back. He yet. lives on a he lives on a farm. Can you blame the guy? No, no. <laughs> I keep I keep telling Pierce to just call me or FaceTime me, and I can just record him from my cell phone. But no luck yet. So I actually, I'm i you know character hat off, player hat on. I'm definitely going to use this for uh, more internet D and D as a tactic for when people suddenly <laughs> drop uh, drop out. Their internet drops out. They just fell asleep. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, fell asleep. <laughs> Playing D and D in quarantine. I love it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you struggle. make it back to Scott Brown. He uh, takes the ore from you. He refines it. It makes this uh, triangular shaped yellow stone metal. Not stone metal. Um, hold it up into the sun and it's glinting a lot. And he says, this holds a lot of power. A lot of power, folks. Okay, see you next time. <laughs> no. No. Wait, was I, do we us, have some sort of reward you here? Told us, you told me you were going to help us find Dr. Holmes. I will. But it's getting a little late in the day. Also, Colk and I were promised magical treasures, and we didn't yeah, get it. If wait, we follow you yeah, to that no. oh, oh, guy. Oh, yes, of course, of course. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. And beer. My mistake. And, oh, and yeah, beer, yeah. Colk's very insistent well, about the alcohol. For the beer. You get that from, from, the, from the general store, the, the barn right there. You're uh, paying. Well, it, it, there you go. He hands you a, a receipt, basically, for one keg. Um, dealer's choice. Basically, kind of deal. Dealer's uh, choice. Olga, uh, she gets this uh, very nice uh, wand about yay long. Okay. If you no- well, if you well, notice that you had a long a wand. 
Uh, and he said that uh, if you take this and point it at something, you can throw darts at it. Oh, that's pretty great. Yeah. So you get a wand with magic missile. It. It's a bit of a little wand. It's a little small for me, but, you know, I think I'll figure it, it out. It is, but you're a little big. I am. I am the. I'm a normal size. I, I found that everyone else is is very small. Don't really know what's uh what's happening with that. Uh, so Colt, what about what about my reward? We'll get to you. Hmm. Kulk. Yes, good uh, sir. He looks at you. You got the beer, right? That should be enough, shouldn't it? I mean, yes, but if there's anything else you can give, that'd be wonderful. Ah, uh, yeah, of course I can. Uh, and he just kind of ruffles your hair and turns around. He comes back with a very nice axe. Mm. It's a smaller looking axe. It's it's not very big. Um, it's maybe the size of a normal like chopping down a tree axe or a woodworking axe. Uh, and he tells you. So take this and go over to that tree over there and throw it at it. You do you take it out? You throw it at it, and this is in a hand axe of returning. Nice. So as a bonus action, you can call it back to yourself. I I will call it Mjolnir. There you go. And finally, looks at Hans and he goes. Little friend, gets down on one knee, looks at you. I will help you find this Dr. Hones. I've been looking for him for years. He was very difficult to get a hand on. But it takes time and effort. It's just not a thing that happens right away. And from the looks of it, you're a little bit out of practice from his uh, perspective. You might want to think about honing in your skills a bit more. No pun intended. No, I'll intend that pun. Thank you. Pun taken. But for the time being, please, take this. And he hands you a, a bow. And this bow, uh, when you uh, need to make a stealth check, it sort of makes this low humming, the string makes a low humming sound that kind of muffles anything that is carrying it. So when you make a strength check, you get to add plus five to that. Or not a strength, the stealth check. Sorry, I said strength. Fine. But I'm holding you to this, Brown. D&D three. We find Dr. Holmes and we kill that motherfucker. Okay. I go to the general store and I pick out the finest gnomish pilsner and we all get wasted. <laughs> Love it. Just in the early end. breakfast club at the end. All right. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Now, that was Thus awesome, Greg. That concludes D&D 2 Thank Hawthorne's you. Revenge. Thanks, Greg. That was awesome. You're welcome. That was a lot of fun. Not pal. exactly a revenge just yet, but soon. 
soon. I didn't know what to come up. I wanted to come up with something grand and obnoxious, and and you know, Pierce <laughs> was only here for about ten minutes, so. Um, <laughs> that's yeah, that's so, what makes it amazing. A revenge, yeah. That's nothing that yeah. Some quality Pierce Hawthorne, <laughs> and he's just asleep. <laughs> The whole time. Just fucking well, I hope that out. I hope the new party dynamic was entertaining for everybody. This is fun. Absolutely. It was, it was good. Yeah, well, like, I haven't been able to we'll play in a while, actually. Thanks for DMing, Greg. You're yeah, welcome. seriously. Thanks, Greg. You did a great job again, I, pal. I, I was now like, I'm excited for now I'm excited for D D three, the hunt for hones. <laughs> yeah. So I, I actually do prefer smaller groups when I whenever I DM or play. I'm not saying that I don't like playing with Joe or Sam or, or Matt or anything like that. I'm just saying, I think it's more manageable with smaller groups uh, because right. one, everyone gets to interact more. Uh, if there's, you know, six people attacking one big creature, it's probably going to die by the fourth attack. And then well, not if you have my roles when player. I'm playing as Garth. <laughs> but also, too, also too, I mean, remember this is like quarantine, right? Like this is pinch hitting essentially for like, you know, being yeah. a person doing this together, you know? So it's, it's, yeah. it's going to be a little different. It's going to be a little wonky. And like, you know, it is. I, I haven't gotten it. I haven't gotten too much like negative feedback from people about our new setup. I know people that I know who do podcasts. My buddy Andrew does a show called after five. And he said that people have been really complaining because it sounds like a conference call. And I'm like, I, I don't hear it. It sounds like it with discord. It just makes everything sound natural as far as I'm yeah. concerned. It's just, and then now being able to see you all as well as it makes it 10 times easier, but like, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, this is, you know, it, there is that element missing where we're not in the room together. So it is a little bit different, yeah. but it, I mean, I think this, I think this, this worked well. So yeah. I liked it. Yeah. And yeah, it was actually good. Uh, I didn't have to worry about the map too much. I could just like, like th this was a pleasant surprise. I did not know that discord was yeah. coming out with a fucking video feature. Uh, yeah, I don't right. either. Like, this is, is a game changer. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah that's going to make things way easier for us now when we record too, because now I can see everybody. Yeah, anybody who's listening, uh, you know, you don't get to see the things that I I got to put up, but uh, you know, it was a I, I used a website mind. called uh, Don John to make my map, and uh, another website called D and D Beyond for anyone who has never heard of it um, to find pictures and stats and things like that, uh, but. And good. we can also we can also put a lot of the maps and pictures and stuff you put up on on socials too. So when people listen, they can they can look along and see where we're at. So yeah, um, I, I was impressed by your maps because I've just been doing theater, the mind combat when we've tried to run remote D and D, and but I really liked being able to see the grid and you know where everyone was yeah. moving. Yeah, that was yeah, way uh, very very helpful. Yeah, yeah, it's called Don John D O N J O N, uh, and then some period things after that. But uh, yeah, cool. they have all kinds of really good stuff on there. It's cool. Cool. Well, this concludes D&D &D 2, Hawthorne's Revenge. Finally, we have gotten the episode out. Um, perfect. So I guess we'll see you again in, uh, in a week, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you more then. All right. Peace out, Cub Scouts. Foundation Radio was recorded and produced by Adam Barnard and Sam Kreps. Our intro music is Ugly by Dumb Ugly. Our outro music is recorded by Carl Pinnell and Jason Sylvester. Special thanks to Greg Mead, Joe Keen, Jeff Quinn, and Dr. Ruth Almey. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash foundationradiopod. Follow us on Instagram at instagram.com slash foundation underscore radio. This has been a Foundation Radio production.